0: Restless is ready to ride or die with KDY. Hey, welcome back to Restless, a post mortem on the Young Restless Reformed. I'm your host, Matt. I am joined by Pastor Michael. And we also have a part time job here on Restless. We are the Axemen for one Reverend. Kevin DeYoung, president of our he's got he's
1: got his detractors. uh, And uh, when those detractors come out and don't like what he has to say, we know you can't respond, Kevin. We know that you're busy. You've got a whole bunch of kids. You've got a whole bunch of other things. Seminary. Seminary, You've got a church. Not TGC, though. Not Not TGC TGC anymore. So that's nice. That's off your plate now. Uh, But, you know, we know you don't have time. So we are. Very uh, willing, to jump in, and we will
0: go to bat for you. So crack a cold one, boys, because Kdy made the internet mad again this week. Now, here's what I love about this. Let me just say before we even get into this, as we as we continue to like do this, and before we started recording, Pastor Michael and I discussed, like, dude, we can never lose Kdy, like. <laughs> if, <laughs> If that, if he, if it goes bad, it is just, it's going to hurt in a new way. um So, but let me just say, I, I hope no one listening to the sound of my voice, and they probably aren't, we don't have this kind of listener I hope you were not truly mad at KDY or found him like truly beyond the pale because no one gives off the like friendly dad. I met at a park energy that just seemed polite more than Kevin DeYoung. He's right. a nice
1: guy. He's a nice
0: guy. Even when he says
1: hard things, he does it in a way where he's like, I got you, pal. Right. I'm here for you too. You know, he is, he's that nice dad. He's, he's out there helping to, uh, you know, coach the T ball team and, That's and right. nobody's mad at this guy or you're not supposed to be. And That's when you right. are, it makes you look extra bad.
0: That's right. This, this is maybe the, the really, this is the pro tip advice for those, uh, out at, out after KDY right now. You look bad because of this. Not him. Um, so there's your pro tip, there's your free advice from the axemen who are going to axe you for the rest of this show. Um, as KDY metaphorically, metaphorically, metaphorically. speaking, metaphorically, and in in ingest internet. Okay, so. Let me read the tweet that he uh, posted to, to send up an article that he wanted. He wanted us all to learn a lesson. Um, and, and boy, you know, people want us to learn lessons, right? TGC has us learning lessons from movies and car ride karaoke with Paul McCartney, right? All, we can learn lessons, spiritual lessons from everything. KDY, as we know, has severed his ties there. But he still wants us to find helpful lessons out in the world, helpful illustrations. And so here's the poll quote he chose because he doesn't have TGC to do his poll quotes anymore. So he has to do this. So, again, he's busy. But he said, as a father, I can rebuke my children from time to time because they know that I love them and that the rebuke is not mainly what I do. And this is from his now personal blog or whatever they call it over at world a blog titled a lesson from liz cheney's loss and i know that there are people out there literally celebrating just like dancing to hear that um but not everyone felt that way pastor michael you just read the article can you give people just a brief summary it's not a long article we'll link to it you can nope. pause us and read it in 5 minutes or less But can you give people a brief summary of the point that he was trying to make in this article?
1: Definitely. So uh, basically, he starts by saying this isn't a political thing in the sense that it's not like me, you know, making some kind of political point uh, because that's not my lane. And uh, he goes on to say, though, his main point is uh, what the loss of Liz Cheney can show us because she lost so brutally bad. I mean, I didn't keep up with this much. And even I know it was so bad. You have to feel horrible after that loss. But (laughs) what what he says is what you can learn from this is that uh, as soon as you are as a leader, so he takes this as a general principle for anybody in a place of leadership, uh, when the people that you lead are no longer your people, when you can no longer see them as your people and when you no longer like them or care for them, uh, you can expect that uh, it will not work well for you very long. Uh, so if you know if the people that you lead are not your people, uh, you will not be in a place of leadership over them probably for long. That's that's probably how it'll be.
0: So um, before we get to the internet, um, which which will be the fun. Pastor oh Michael, yeah, we
1: love we love you, internet. Thanks. We for, love you. Thanks, well, thanks for making for do- this possible.
0: Thanks for doing what you do. Um, Pastor Michael, is that a a legitimate leadership principle? Let's just get to the like um let's get to the a little bit of the brass tacks. Is this a is this a good leadership principle? Let's take it out of this a political realm or whatever realm. Is this a do you think this is a good a good leadership principle to keep in mind? Yeah, of course it is.
1: You know, of course, like a very, very straightforward um great obvious point everybody should be able to say yeah that's a really good point
0: great well that is not what people say just to be fair, <laughs> just to be clear i
1: just right and and of course they don't right because right. the minute you throw in liz cheney who evidently right. is a person that i'm yep. supposed to know about may now uh, run that, for president. that
0: changes things not my lane but she might run for president um uh, <laughs> here's here's what's here's what's let me just say one thing about this article that, again, very vanilla. His point, the point that Pastor Michael just said, and that Kevin DeYoung is obviously seeking to make, is completely demonstrated by this story. The A well-funded, 100% name ID incumbent in a, you know, Completely Republican-controlled state was ousted in a primary, and and so we're going to go through these. But if you're like, no, she's the good guy and they're the bad guys, that actually has nothing to do with the point that he is making. Um, and so I I just think that it is. Again, I I think you're right here. I think that what we get is um is that we throw the name in and that's, and that's why we become unable to hold on to what the point is.
1: Also what happened? I mean, I'm just coming in kind of blind here. I, you know, I've maybe heard this name thrown around. Um, so Liz Cheney, she is related to oh, the daughter. Cheneys, right? Oh I yes. Mean, she's, if she's the daughter, the daughter of Dick Cheney. Oh, daughter yes. of Dick Cheney. I thought we didn't like the Cheney. Oh, right. Oh, like Get what ready. happened?
0: All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna just lead with my two hot takes, and we, you can tell <laughs> me if you think they're demonstrated by some of the tweet reaction. And Here I'm just gonna, we are. I'm P. gonna share some... You
1: can't make the political point, but we sure will.
0: Here so, we go. There are I, I have two hot takes about why people hated this article so much, um, and I think that there is one attempt. There's, we will go through, and there will be one pretty poor attempt at trying to legitimately criticize this leadership principle not this circumstance but here are my two hot takes of why this take had to go this one is done number one because um this is the ultimate paul washer moment of i don't know why you're clapping i'm talking about you except this time they knew he was talking about them because there are he could have put in lots of Christian leaders names who get this same treatment online yeah. and from people who no longer want them to lead them because they feel the same way the people of Wyoming did politically. Yeah. Um, and so that is, that is my one hot take of why people hated this so much. My second yeah, well, and, one. Uh, oh, go just ahead. to jump in on that. Um, it,
1: you know, like this is just a time of cultural upheaval um, where like the different tribes are breaking down. We've talked about this just within evangelicalism, uh, but, and, you know, within the YRR. And so, you know, this, this is a cultural thing happening broader than, you know, our little section of the reformed world. And yet it is affecting us, right? I mean, it is something that, that we've discussed many times. And so uh, you do see that same dynamic. Yes. Mm Uh, with the the leaders of various reformed you know, uh, publishing companies or conference circuits or uh, parachurch ministries or even denominations where people start to feel like, wait a minute, how come the guys at the top who claim to represent us also think that we're horrible people and just dis- have great disdain for us and how
0: they speak of us? Why is that? Like what's going on? And we don't like it. It's, it's like, again, with our interview that we recently did with Aaron Ren, where he says, uh, or no, CR Wiley, he said, uh, sorry, MA, we love you, but I have never seen an MA video talking about how we are excited and launching a campaign to reach blue collar, uh, unchurched whites, right. In the rust belt or dude
1: uh, we got to reach the artists though, man, yeah. come on there. Yeah.
0: They're struggling.
1: Dolly is going (laughs) to just take them out. And
0: (laughs) it is. And they're going to have to become truck drivers because that's going to last longer (laughs) in a great twist of fate. So my second hot take. Uh, Remember when we talked about needing to change the term Big Eva to regime evangelicals? I don't know who Hmm. coined that. But defending the Cheneys as the media and the people mad at Kevin DeYoung are now doing is the most like. We got to keep the regime together, boys. That has ever, ever
1: existed. It's just wild. It really is wild to me. And again, part of it is because I I didn't know Liz Cheney was a person until, you know, maybe pretty recently um, and when I started to hear the name. And I'm sure it was in controversy over her views of
0: Trump or, you know, Trump loving Republicans or whatever, but. Wow. I, I guess we all know Pastor Michael hasn't been watching the January 6th hearings because she's <laughs> one of the only Republicans allowed. On oh, that is she? Yeah. I, oh, yeah.
1: I can honestly say I watched wow. basically zero percent of that. Um, Pastor yeah, man bad. Pastor like, man bad. I am coming in to this now hearing about this thinking like I thought the Cheneys were out a long time ago. I thought everybody agreed. Hey, we got to get rid of that ruling family. You know what I mean? Well, and that's they not were. my like I'm not even stating a personal opinion because I don't know anything about Liz Cheney or at least not much. Although having seen what happened, maybe I having having heard what kind of committee she's on and and what she's up to, maybe maybe I don't feel too great toward her. Maybe. But I'm not making a personal point. I'm just saying I thought just culturally speaking, we all kind of
0: agreed that that was just kind of out. Let me just say, since we're the X-Men and we're already just trying to dig ourselves a hole here, maybe (laughs) this truly is the most Machiavellian thing Dick Cheney has ever done. Knowing he was outed, yes, he was portrayed as the villain in like the films like W, like he was pulling the strings behind the dumb bush to get oil, you know, like he, I mean, that is, that is how he has been portrayed. Yep. And maybe the most genius move they ever made was turning saying, if we turn on Orange Man, the world will defend the Cheneys again. That would be truly Machiavellian. And that is me just just getting us in trouble. So KBY <laughs> says none of this. So by the way, he is not interested in any of this. This is all us. This is, I mean, this is
1: all us. Nothing, I mean, Kevin DeYoung, he's, he's not gonna say that.
0: No. And by the way, we had a friend from Wyoming say, this idea of that she seems to disdain her electorate, is exactly what the average person in Wyoming thinks. So right or wrong, the the thing he's getting at is on the ground seems accurate. So Pastor Michael, let's look at everything that was wrong with this article. Great, And we'll see if we can continue to ride or die with KDY. And if we do, if he took this one down, I think I want to start calling him laser eye kdy because he is taking names so here we go so i'm gonna just show you genres of these because we could look at these probably till the end of time uh but here we go here's number one kevin here's my rebuke so this guy's ready for start with a rebuke on twitter thanks man over the last five years i've watched you go from respected christian thought leader tm not tm but i mean that is such a tm title if you ever heard one to someone trying to use quasi biblical language to keep the republicans in power this latest article is so far from jesus man it's really sad
1: <laughs> it's so it's so funny cuz there's like it's almost like there's no way this kind of person actually read this article you know what i mean yeah like there like we we just talked about what it says and he says Nothing that would draw these kinds of conclusions. Also, if anybody has stayed just right up the middle as like, just as uh, straightforward as can be not changing with the flows and everything, when it comes to the, like the, the gospel centered TGC uh, T4G, like this whole movement, right? The whole of the YRR it's this guy, right? Right. He's the one that's just stayed. He's just consistent all the way through up to this point. Please don't, please, please don't ruin that for us. (laughs) Please don't
0: change. Uh, Never change. Um, And I think, again, ironically, this article is not celebrating Liz Cheney's loss, but if it was, it would literally be celebrating a a part of the ruling established Republican class losing power. That's the almost brutal irony of this person's uh right crackdowns.
1: yeah quasi biblical language oh. to keep republicans in power it's about a republican who lost a primary right, right?
0: right. like what yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. very strange so, let's get let's give the let's so there's a whole genre of people who are like don't you know you're you're just doing this to you know to put your foot on the electorate so this one we're only looking at because man I realize we've given Denny Burke some props, but he tweeted something back when Donald Trump took power that took my breath away. And so here we go. So this person is tweets a, uh, in response to this article, Hey, Rev Kev, uh, maybe you should talk to your friend, Denny Burke. When the time comes, be this guy, unless it really matters. Like when the former president is trying to take over the country and create a constitutional crisis. So again, they're talking about whatever, Um, then we're cool and there's nothing to worry about. So this is a tweet and he's sending like, hey, this is what you need to be thinking about, Kevin DeYoung. This is from 2016, soon after Trump took office and Denny Burke pinned this tweet, when it comes, be this guy. And it's that infamous photo of the one guy not doing the Sieg Heil to Hitler in a crowd. So Denny Burke. It looks like he's even got his, his arms folded. Right. Like this. I mean, this this is a great infamous photo about like of how you know how to stand up against the pressure of a crowd. Right. And this is what Denny Burke dropped after Trump took office. And this guy saying this is what Kevin DeYoung needs to keep in mind. Now, let me just say one quick thing about how we would need to edit this photo to make that correct that guy refusing to salute would need to be celebrated by every media institution, every business, every person online and the an entire whole the political institutional way. power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. behind the regime. Yeah, So, yeah. Uh, I mean it's a little bit different, but um, <laughs> again, like even in the most well taken way is what he's saying is he's saying like no you you kevin let's take it in the most mild manner tone but again one whenever you throw in someone threw hitler in right that guy already lost the argument by the rule of the internet um the most mild manner thing is kevin you need to be willing to call out your own and stand up against the people that right kevin is is circulates with and he's unwilling to do that instead he's kind of feeding them the red meat i'm gonna say once again And you can tell me if I'm being just too much of an ax man. I think he's doing, again, the exact opposite because the like TGC circles, the people that know Kevin DeYoung, this isn't their thing. Like this isn't what they want. (laughs) Yeah, seriously,
1: this is, um, you know, what I was thinking is how really uh, Kevin DeYoung is kind of taking, I think, even in his move away from TGC, which I don't know how that happened or why it happened um behind the scenes right he just started writing somewhere else i don't know um but he seems to be taking um without without being nasty because of course not right he's a nice guy and uh he's not going to do that but without being nasty he is he's taking his own advice here where he i mean he his he is surrounded or has been surrounded by people that currently whether right or wrong, right? We don't even have to get into whether this is true or not. Although you listen to our podcast, you know, (laughs) you know, we think this is true, Uh, but whether it's true or not, there are many, many people who were were very devoted to places like the gospel coalition who feel like almost all of these guys within these conferences, um, within the young wrestlers and reform kind of turn their back on them and just constantly demean them. Right. And, Kevin DeYoung is saying in this article, hey, you shouldn't expect that people are going to follow you if you do that. And even in writing the article, then he is in fact standing up for that little guy, right? Like he he is in fact taking the advice of his own work. So, you know, he's at least consistent, right? You might not like it, but he's being consistent in how he's, you know, the direction he's moving and how he's been
0: communicating. Because what he, he spends time in the elite evangelical orbit that's his that's his group that's why he won't talk to us that's why we're his axemen he is exactly doing that all right so this one obviously so this person is good at reading subtext they know this um this blog article was really about Kristen Dumez. everything everything (laughs) is really about jesus Um, and john wayne jesus and john wayne so here we go Here's what may be happening. So they, they do hedge it. So they're hedging it. Uh, they're hedging this projection on it. Here's what may be happening with some pastors critical of Liz Cheney and Kay Dumez. Again, two two. I guess two peas in a pod here. Right. Um, Why uh, they the are same. both women. <laughs> yep. I don't, that's that, it, right? That's I one mean... <laughs> thing they have a... Let's list one thing. They both wear
1: glasses. We've got two close enough. (laughs) Boom. Are they both blonde? Do they both have blonde hair? Oh, I think so. Yep. Hey, that's three. That's three. All right. We're going (laughs) to, we need to get a side by side picture and do one of those, like, you know, circle all the things that are similar. You know
0: what (laughs) I mean? Yep. Um, So she's showing courage and principles. They are not. They are wed to their tribe over truth. She is not. And the fact that it's a woman, and this is where you know it, you knew this is what they wanted to say in this tweet. And the fact that it's a woman who's acting with conscience and showing leadership is what really upsets them. That's what's really grinding Kevin DeYoung's gears here. Is this, again, (laughs) we're just- just (laughs) To to put this kind of stuff on KDY,
1: you know, the nice guy. This just shows you though, I mean, we've talked about this, like these people don't care. (laughs) Like they don't care if you try uh, as best as you can to uh, acquiesce to them. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't care if you are giving as much as you can to them as much ground as you're able to the whole third way, finding some way to kind of make yourself more agreeable to those that uh, despise you. We're not in a time where that seems to be a winning strategy and right. by winning i don't mean like politically winning i just mean right. like in terms of it's social not cultural relational capital any of yep. that that we've been told it doesn't work right KDY is the nicest guy on the internet when it comes yes. to this
0: stuff he's careful you know again this is this is the thing about but this is the thing about katie that's very useful um in in like learning where the church is, learning where people are, learning where culture is, learning these things, is because, for example, um, you know, we can take someone bombastic, controversial, like Doug Wilson, who would say things like this, or there was an example in the past where KDY said something about homeschooling, um, and it got this kind of a response. Well, you have those bombastic figures, and, and some of the, obviously, they want to cultivate this, their bombasticness sometimes make people say things like, "No, it's not what they're saying. It's that they're a bad person, right? Um, it's that they say the bad thing. They say bad things too, and that might be true. But there are a lot of us who suspect, no, nah, I think it's the right things they're saying. Uh, and again, there are people who critique them for the wrong things they say, and that's fine, but." We have a really strong suspicion it's the right things they say. And so when Kevin DeYoung, as carefully, as compassionately, as without emotion and without a reputation of like, I'm going to, I'm here to blow stuff up. No, he's here to help build TGC, help set RTS on a trajectory for the future, help build churches, come to the PCA and try and hold together unity and stand on the scriptures and the confession, right? When he, when this happens to him, it goes, yeah, I guess it is the normal Christian things that really are doing it. So anyway, so here's a whole nother genre, but this is just one representative. Uh, This is the, Oh, so you don't know what you're talking about, but you chose to talk about a genre of tweets in quotes. This is of course this person attempting a, a quote of his article. I really don't have any knowledge on this subject, but allow me to share my thoughts. So, Pastor Michael, at the beginning, K.D.Y. admits he's not into uh, horse race politics. This isn't kind of his expertise, and but because he's an arrogant doofus, he still chose to open his mouth and talk about it. Was that uh is that a accurate summary of of what he's attempting here? By the but way, yeah, just... the the person tells him this is standard K.D.Y just standard guy talking about stuff he doesn't know.
1: Yeah. No, so this one actually comes from somebody that I met uh, oh. recently at uh, general assembly. Um and cuz I'd followed him on Twitter and I saw him and he kind of sat down next to me for a second while waiting for a mic and I just leaned over and said, "Hey, I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> nice to meet you." <laughs> um, but uh but no, like that tells me you didn't read the article. You,
0: you know, read the like, first line or whatever.
1: Yeah, right. Like the very first paragraph. He says, here's like, I'm not making a point about the politics of it or whatever. And he doesn't say, I have no knowledge on this. He says, it's just not my area of like expertise. You know what is maybe though, people in positions of leadership and biblical wisdom that applies to that. Yeah, yep. like that is actually an area that Kevin DeYoung can speak authoritatively. And sure, this is a little bit beyond that. It's It's a little bit more peripheral because it's tying into an actual cultural event. And heaven forbid anybody bring up something that's actually happening in the world. Right. Like like you're only allowed to use examples of things that are safe. Right. Something that hasn't happened yet. But the idea that, you know, he's saying, I don't know anything about this. So now listen to me. He didn't say that. He didn't say that one bit. He said, "Uh, I'm not like a political guy. But here's this situation that just happened from a leader to her people and how her people respond to her and how they think of her. Um, and this teaches us something about leadership more generally. And it does. He's
0: right. Right, right. Okay, so here is the, the one interesting attempt to take down this article um, that, I, that I actually, that, by the way, the only reason people probably thought of this attempted K- takedown is because KDY uh, like offers it to them as an out as a critique. So so even what I think is the most interesting <laughs> thing you could be like well you're you're missing it because of this KDY talks about it and says yeah well there we actually would have this kind of a case and he so, wrote it he wrote about the exact critique so, that we might give some credit to. So he says so this person says now do Jeremiah. The person realizing that didn't quite have the the pop that they had hoped um because who knows they, who that is anymore <laughs> right decided that that they'd explain it a little bit and again so we'll, we'll we'll launch off from here this explanation just to expand on this a bit jeremiah told his people the truth he became an outsider see jeremiah 15 He even blamed god for making him lonely his heart aches for his people they didn't know he loved them he still did the right thing that is the standard so Pastor Michael, what what do we have to say about this idea that sometimes to be the leader, you have to um, you have to prophesy against the people um, or at least Jeremiah did? Uh, does that how, how would that how do you make that fit with um, with KDY? couldn't have Jeremiah's critics just said, well, we've got this this horrible guy here and. He doesn't tell us anything we want to hear. So what what would we say? So number one, yeah. So like the
1: idea that uh, a leader who no longer loves their people or represents them could be removed by their people. And that's just a principle that we can learn from is not to say there are not times that a leader will be disliked or hated by their people because they tell them the truth. Right. Like this. It's just so absurd. Also. Like, yeah. if this is the argument, then you are saying that Liz Cheney is the this weeping Jeremy. prophet. That's she right. just is is just overwhelmed with love for mm. God and the people she leads and is so heartbroken at their idolatry. And that's what she's doing. The, the January just, 6th... I, have, I have watched almost nothing from this woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I am not speaking as somebody with authority on right. this particular woman but I can guarantee I could go right now to YouTube and look up what this woman has said about what's going on. And I'm not going to find the heart of
0: Jeremiah. The, the January six hearings have been her love letter to the people of Wyoming. I'm sure (laughs) Um, Wyoming listeners. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. You don't need to go look up anything. She said, because here's the truth America. I don't think there's a politician in elected office who loves you, right? Like, I don't, like, of any, on any level, like, it doesn't mean they can't be a fine politician on, you know, or whatever, but I don't know that there's a single one that loves you. Um, I do think, again, this is the point, right, is that, yeah, so the, there's a difference. There's There's more than one kind yep. of thing that can happen in leadership.
1: Right. So this is just the, it's really the genre of like, anytime you say anything, it's like, (laughs) well, you didn't say everything. Right. So therefore your point can't stand. And like that kind of person is one of the most obnoxious. (laughs) It's just like, seriously, like you, you uh, are expressing such an ignorant opinion at that point, because yes, the world's complicated. Yes. Leadership is complicated. Yes. Politics is complicated. Sure. Right. Everybody (laughs) like what? Kevin DeYoung in a 500 or 750 word article blog post thing didn't say everything there was to be said about leadership.
0: What are you kidding me? Right. Like, yeah, that's how this works. And ironically, Kevin DeYoung, who I believe probably genuinely loves the regime. Evangelicals has said something that has made them bad. (laughs) Just Get ready, everybody, because I'm coming back with these on every single one. I wonder if he's closer to Jeremiah than anyone else, because he actually, I do believe he has affection for these people who he sat on stages with and leads institutions with, and he's done it forever. So I think the other thing is, I do think, because I think the, the, the thing he's getting at is the that there is a cultural thing, whether it be in seminaries or those in the kind of ministry world where they wish their church was made up of artists, um, like, I don't know, you know, um, converted people like Rosaria Butterfield, interesting people, you know, they want a multi-ethnic church, right? Like all the things we talk about and, they are stuck with Trump voters and they don't like that or they think there's something wrong. And so then the only thing to preach against is all the things bad about the orange man. And there are things bad about him. And there are lots of lost people who like that man who need to be converted, who need to have their sins preached against. But right when Paul tells the Corinthians that, not many of you are of noble repute, right? Paul, like, there is such, there's such interesting richness and depth to the relationship Paul has with the Christian churches that he writes to, um, and a love, and Paul, Paul taking joy in that they're not liked, which is, I, I don't know, there's just a lot of depth there, and, and that's just me trying to turn this, and think about something that's really actually edifying, and and thinking about the mindset of Paul as a leader, as a, a man who loved these churches and rebuked them and cared for them and loved that they were slaves and women and um Gentiles, right? Like that, yeah. I I again sorry, that's just that's me. That's me thinking about something nice. So yeah,
1: well, it's good, right? So um, you know, if for pastors, I I think of this uh, as a pastor, right? Pastors are shepherds. Um, Our example as shepherds, as under shepherds, comes from Mm -hmm. the good shepherd. And uh, what is he like? He loves his sheep. Sheep, I I have sheep, right? Like I have. I'm both. I'm I'm a pastor, but I'm also a shepherd. In that, like we own sheep. Actual actual non non people sheep. And uh, sheep can be incredibly infuriating, right? And and they can be incredibly dumb. Um, just literally just today, literally just a couple hours ago, my wife was looking out the window. Uh, she was standing at her kitchen sink, looking out the window. And she said, uh, Michael, we have four sheep walking across our driveway because they had gotten out of their pen. Um, and I went out and I started to get them and my wife came out to help. Um, but we went out and what had happened is uh, we had left them in a place where they were not getting good grass and they kind of broke through the fence that they were in Mm -hmm. Uh, because we hadn't moved them. And I should have moved them earlier today. And I did not, I thought about it. I thought, Oh, maybe I should go do that. And then I didn't uh, because I didn't want to, I I didn't want to go do that. Um, Like that, that was a perfectly natural reaction for Mm -hmm. sheep to try to break out and go and get grass. Now, then, I mean, they were also walking along a road, and that's a little different. But like, that's that was the impetus for why uh, they did what they did. Um, now, sometimes the sheep do really stupid things, and they are just stupid. Uh, but also, sometimes the the sheep are right. The sheep are like doing what they're made to do, and 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 made to be like. And um, you know, I've sat as a as a pastor, I've sat in in meetings before with other pastors where there's just this like feel of, oh, my, like my people, they just don't get it, right? Like, oh, these people, like I want to have these changes in the church, but man, these people are so stubborn and they don't get it. And uh, that might be true some of the time, you know, it, of course it is some of the time, Jeremiah, great example. Um, but the chances that the majority of the time, you know, in our churches, the the problem is always the spirit-filled believing sheep in the pews and not, you know, the overconfident uh, shepherd who thinks that he knows better than all of them uh, at the same time. I just think this is a great, this is a great example of what KDY is
0: pushing toward, right? Like this, this
1: should, this is a, this was a good article. Yes.
0: And, and this is the right place to, to, to leave it because with the doctrine of sin, it is just as likely the rabble is sinful, right? As we see in Moses's ministry often, um, obviously when Christ is crucified, but at the same time, the Bible, as often as they're wrong, the leaders of the people are, are the ones who are condemned. Read Jeremiah and how, <laughs> right. how much of the book is spent condemning the prophets and the priests And the princes of the people there. And he and he talks about the people too, no doubt. But there is so much of the Bible that speaks to that as well. Well, everybody, this was our bonus for the week. I think we're still writing and dying with KDY. This does put words to that great meme. Why are you booing Kevin DeYoung? He's right. So, Pastor Michael, we'll catch people next time. We're out.